Welcome to Sailing the East. Hello, I'm Bela Musitz. And I'm Mike Wasserman. This is our inaugural episode of our new podcast, Sailing the East. This is sort of an experiment, as I am the sailor. And I, Mike Wasserman, know almost nothing about sailing. Not only that, I'm actually located in Germany, not near any water that you could sail anything more than a little sunfish on. Uh, but I am interested in learning more about sailing, and uh, I figured, why not? Here we go. Uh, but why this podcast? Well, Bela and I met when we were both business professors at Clarkson University in New York, uh, in the U.S., and oh, a little over three years ago, I moved to Germany, and I'm now a professor here at the Münster Unit School of Business in Münster, Germany. And I, Bela, retired last year from Clarkson and started doing some more sailing. So really, this is just an interesting way for Mike and I to stay connected, learn from each other, and hopefully share some of our curiosity with like-minded others. And Bela, this is actually the second time you convinced me to do a podcast with you. We have another podcast, uh, over 100 episodes uh, that we recorded, and this is called The Unconventional Path, uh, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Stories with Bela and Mike. And we continue to do that podcast, uh, and it's really something that Mike and I really enjoy. And one day we were talking about uh, my sailing, and uh, Mike said, you know, that's kind of interesting, the places you've been, the things that you've done. And uh, so we're going to try this as a new podcast. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing our original one, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun doing this one. And we wanted to take sort of an interesting twist on it, the thought of having a non-sailor as part of the sailing podcast. Would, we thought that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like to ask questions and I like to learn things. So hopefully our podcast will appear, appeal to both experienced sailors and those who want to learn more about sailing. Yeah, so in this podcast, it's going to be a blend of talking about visiting various different destinations, uh, predominantly around the East Coast of the United States. Uh, and we'll try to provide some interesting and helpful information about sailing itself, uh, sailboats, uh, various different techniques. Uh, and mostly around the cruising type of sailing. We're not going to be talking about racing all that much. And uh, I also like to meet people and learn from them. So I will tell you that uh, whenever I sail, I almost always come across at least one interesting person. And uh, I'll try to convince them to be a guest on the podcast as well. So we expect each episode to be about 20 minutes in length. But the interview episodes might last a little bit longer because people are interesting. And sometimes it takes longer. But... Uh, and our release schedule will vary from maybe once a week to once a month. We'll do some in batches, uh, things like that. So this is going to be kind of flexible and fluid, and we hope you bear with us. Yeah, and like I said before, we're going to focus predominantly on the East Coast of the United States. Uh, and it's going to be not about crossing oceans. It's going to be uh, not about taking 10-day trips uh, uh, or long uh, ocean passages. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I think, what the majority of sailors do which is one to five day trips where they bounce around the coast uh, and they visit various different places. So a little quick uh, a summary about my sailing background. So I started sailing actually when I met my wife. Uh, well, then she wasn't my wife. Um, we were both in high school and her family uh, took vacations on Lake George. And in Lake George, which is in upstate New York, has a bunch of islands on it. And they um, would camp on these islands, and um, I would go along. And uh, there was two things I liked to do when I was uh, that young lad, and I still like to do. And one was fish, and the other was to sail. And they had a sunfish. So if it was not windy, 
I would be out fishing. If it was windy, then I would be out sailing. And that's how I used to spend a couple weeks every summer up on Lake George. And that really gave me the sailing bug. And uh, we later got married. And uh, soon thereafter, we bought a sailboat. Uh, We bought our first sailboat, which was a Catalina 22. Uh, We kept it on the Hudson River, which is where close to where we lived. Uh, The river was nice and wide there. It was a pretty good place to sail. And then we moved to California and uh, took the boat with us. And we kept it on Folsom Lake, which is uh, near Sacramento and is also... uh, Next to Folsom Prison, which is the famous Johnny Cash place that he spent some time at. Uh, And then we moved uh, back east and uh, close to Lake George, and we kept the boat on Lake George for many years. And uh, we had two sons, and as they got older, they liked sailing as well. And then we got into chartering. Uh, We got into chartering sailboats, and we chartered many times on Lake Champlain, which is a large lake uh, that borders uh, New York State and Vermont. It's about 100 miles long. Uh, We did a bunch of charters up there and then to the Chesapeake Bay, uh, which is down in the Mid-Atlantic, and uh, also did a couple of charters down in Tampa and Tampa Bay and sort of on the Gulf. And uh, then I've done a couple of long passages on other people's boats, helping them move boats or deliver boats. Uh, One was from Fort Lauderdale, Florida to uh, Newport, Rhode Island, uh, which was done in two separate legs. And there we did some uh, time out in the ocean uh, and some lot of overnight sailing and stuff, as well as coming up the intercoastal waterway. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, also did a passage from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and this was uh, uh, also a very nice passage on a friend's boat. Um, and so that was uh, that's sort of the gist of a uh, majority of my experience. And then since I retired and I have a lot more time, uh, finally pulled the trigger and recently purchased a 45-foot cruising sailboat uh, that we keep on Narragansett Bay, which is in Rhode Island. Uh, so we're going to try to talk about some of the trips I've been on, some of the places I've been to, some of the places we are going to. Uh, and hopefully give you sort of an introduction to uh, some of the fun and excitement that you can have and the various different interesting places that you might want to stop and check out if you're a sailor yourself. And you can see the connection, Bela, that as you and I were talking about you, what you were thinking about in terms of buying this boat, that kind of spurred our conversation, which kind of led to the idea of this podcast. So really, it was kind of A led to B led to C. Uh, and, and, and here we are. Um, people may wonder, Mike, what's your sailing experience? And I'll tell you, it's it's not great. Uh, I do have experience. I sank an unsinkable dinghy once that was brand new uh, and dinner was on board. Uh, and that was, I guess, what I would call my first big sailing trip, um, small on your standards. But that was off the coast of Manitoulin Island on Lake Michigan, uh, kind of up north. And, uh, and we recovered the dinghy, but uh, it wasn't my best moment. Um, and then uh, my, I didn't go on a trip for a long time after that. And then my second big trip um, was uh, out on the Tasman Bay on the coast of New Zealand. Um, and beautiful weather, beautiful boat uh, that we were renting. And then s- somehow I bent some sort of jumper stay or something like this. And I have no idea what happened there. But it was fine. We got it fixed. Uh, it wasn't a big deal. But that, that didn't go so well. 
and then a long gap again and then my, my third big trip that i went on uh my my best friends doug and dan who are both sailors uh kept insisting that we come along sailing with them um they actually hit a submerged lobster trap and everybody agreed that it wasn't my fault because everybody i think was expecting me to screw something up um but i was cooking dinner at the time uh so my sailing skills are minimal they're generally appreciated around cooking and making drinks on board i'm very good at that um, and then to make it worse, I'm really bad at tying knots. I mean, I'm so bad at tying knots that for the last 20 years or so, I only really buy either slip-on shoes or like Velcro or those stretch, stretchy laces that you don't need knots that are popular. Seriously, I'm bad at knots. So you can see that I'm really not built for, for this whole sailing thing, but I'm curious and, I, and I'm interested. And, and, and I think that what Bale is doing is really cool. And, you know, my friends that sail, I think what they do is great. So I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a supporter and I'm interested, but... Uh, but hopefully that'll lead to some interesting questions. Okay. Um, Bela, let me just start off with a broad question for you. Uh, we don't want to go too far down this road, but what do you think are kind of the important trends for the typical kind of small boat, small trip sailor, medium boat, medium trip sailor, such as yourself? Not talking about ocean journeys and things like that. Well, I think it's a great way uh, to spend some family time. Uh, there's actually been a sort of a resurgence here. You know, we're in the midst of this COVID uh, pandemic around the world. And people have figured out that uh, having a boat and having your family on it and maybe your close friends and spending the weekend uh, together on it is sort of a good way to be able to get some social interaction and social time during these times that we're in with the COVID crisis going on. Um but that's sort of a hopefully a temporary trend. But I think it has opened up a lot of people's eyes to sort of the boating experience. Uh, you know, there's there's really some interesting things that happen. So uh, boating is, it, it, it's I, I like to do two things, as I mentioned before. One is fly fishing and one is sailing. And when you first look at those things, you, you look at both of them, you say, oh, those look really hard and really complicated. And I'll tell you that in, in half an hour, even you, Mike, with your inability to do knots, uh, I can get you sailing. I can get you to sail the boat and get it from point A to point B. A half hour of instruction, and that's all you need. I might not be able to get you to dock the boat. I mean, even I have trouble with that. Uh, but I can get you to sail it from here to there. And, and fly fishing is the same way. In 15 minutes, half an hour, I can get you fishing, and you can catch some fish. However, both of these sports are have lots and lots of subtleties and if you want to you can spend your whole life trying to perfect and master them and at least for me that's one of the intriguing things so you can dive into this as shallow as you want or as deep as you want and in both of these sports especially in sailing if you're not racing there's really no way of keeping score right so it's not like golf where whenever you play golf you're keeping score right and there's this automatic competitive thing one of the beautiful things I like about sailing is you just go out and you just sail around for a while. And the notion of, you know, being wind powered and all that kind of stuff and trying to figure out how to harness the wind and make the boat move in the direction you want to go. Uh, I think that's, that's become very interesting to people as we keep looking for social outlets and ways of doing things. Um, so I think it's a, it's a sport that had a big explosion in the 60s and 70s with sort of the advent of making boats out of fiberglass and not wood, 
So the maintenance aspect went way down and the amount of time and energy it took to maintain a boat went way down. Uh, and so it was a big explosion in the 60s and 70s. And then it sort of leveled off. And I think now it's starting to, it's starting to tick back up again, uh, just because people are looking for ways of spending time together. Uh, and uh, this is a great way. You know, there's nothing nicer than getting on, getting on a boat, uh, sailing for four or five hours, finding a nice quiet bay, dropping an anchor, spending some time there, going swimming, making dinner on the boat, sleeping on the boat, staring at the stars at night and waking up the next morning and sailing for another three or four hours to some other bay and repeating it. It's uh, really a, a very nice experience. Yeah, and you can do it without burning large amounts of fossil fuel. So there's a nice environmental piece to it, although, you know, sometimes you have to, but um, but yeah, so, you know, it's kind of neat from the environmental standpoint, from the public health standpoint, right? There's some benefits to this that I think will be interesting to explore over the coming weeks and months. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it will be fun. I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing this with you, Mike, and, uh, hopefully our listeners will get some benefit out of it as well. Uh, we, we've got a couple of, uh, fairly interesting podcasts lined up. Uh, places that I've been to that uh, are nice destinations for people to visit, for those of you who have boats. And uh, actually, many of these places you can visit by a car. So they're not remote islands out in the Bahamas, where the only way you can get to them is by boat. Uh, these are sort of places that you can visit in many different ways, and uh, whether it be by boat or uh, some other form of transportation. And uh, we think it's also a podcast that, uh, or I hope it's a podcast that people will find interesting because it, it's in a little different niche than many of the other podcasts out there. You know, there's a fair number of podcasts out there that are about people sailing around the world in the South Pacific or down in the Bahamas or the Mediterranean. Uh, and this one is kind of, like I said, going to focus primarily on the East Coast of the United States. And it's going to be people who do, you know, two to three to four to five day trips, uh, not uh, not someone who sold the house, <laughs> sold the car, <laughs> bought a boat and is going to live on the boat and sail around the world. There's lots of those types of podcasts and YouTube channels out there for people who are interested. So I'm looking forward Reg to it, Mike. Regular sailing for regular people. How's that for a tagline? Oh, that is Mike. You're a genius. You must be a marketing oh, guy. Let's not push it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. So we'll we'll release a bunch of episodes here shortly and uh, hope that you subscribe and things like this. Uh, we also, in our other podcast, uh, we'd like to get uh, emails, uh, questions, and notes from listeners. Uh, we certainly are happy to explore topics that you're interested in or talk to people that you find interesting. Uh, so we encourage you to share. If you have a, another opinion, you're more than welcome to share that with us, too, and, and we'll be sure to... Try to, try to advance different perspectives and things like that. So, um, you know, hopefully you'll find this interesting and thought-provoking. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, an email address to reach us is at sailingtheeast at gmail.com. And again, as Mike said, uh, we'd love to have you subscribe. We'd love to have you send us some feedback. So until our next episode, uh, signing off from upstate New York. Uh, see you next time, Mike. Sounds great. Bailout from over here in Münster, Germany. Hope you have a great week. And fair winds and calm seas for everyone. Mm -hmm.